Welcome to the Career After COVID podcast, where you'll get actionable ideas to survive the pandemic and economic downturn and take your career to the next level when it's over. Here's our co-hosts, Fleur Hull and Kim Karolievich. Hi, Kim. Hey, Fleur, how are you going? Good, good. Good to speak with you again and um, get on to a new series of topics for our podcast, Career After COVID. Uh, Um, I was going to say, what number are we up to? 21. I can't believe it's 21 episodes. But anyway. um, Right. Only yesterday. I had a right CV we're talking about today. So the last four episodes have been about uh, going into business and how to prepare Mm -hmm. that. Now we're, to use a very commonly word in these times, pivot. We are Mm -hmm. pivoting back to the job hunt. For our listeners, and uh, we're going to go in, uh, yeah, into the detail of how to write your CV and get the attention of recruiters. Very important. Very good. Uh, so let's get right to it. I think. Uh huh. Cool. Job hunt going. My job hunt. Um, look, good. Things are very slow here in Queensland. What I find is, I think. There's, I actually think there'll be quite a surge in, um, in kind of recruitment, um, just with, you know, keeping my eye on what's going on with Job Seeker, Job Keeper, and the new rules that attached to, you know, how many jobs people need to get. All those kind of recruitment agencies now will be quite, I guess, inundated with people requesting assistance to help them find jobs. So, um, I started looking in that area a little bit too. But, um, yeah, look, bits and pieces, bits and pieces here, there and everywhere. Um, but, yeah, it's still a bit of a mission, to be honest. And uh, I'm still sort of, I think, focusing on some business stuff. But any part-time gigs is always a good thing. So having a good um, schmicko CV is only going to help. Yep. Good good stuff. And I'm a bit the same as you. I'm, uh, I'm dabbling in some job applications out there. It's a bit disheartening. Um, But I'm also um, ramping up my freelancing. Um, I'm nearly finished uh, my bit of the book. I'm going to hand that over to you next week for your input. Yep, sure. And um, so once that's um, close to being published, um, yeah, that'll be my next thing. So anyway. Fantastic. Yes. So, Kim, you've been in the position of obviously a job applicant but also a hiring manager throughout your career and so so have I. Um, uh-huh. And I thought we'd just talk a little bit about the process from our perspective and then, you know, apply it um, to the current circumstances and then actually just talk about what job seekers need to do as well. Um, so I've been on the hiring panel probably for more than 100 jobs, I think, in my career. I probably looked at more than 3,000 applications. Mm. And um, the thing that I really came to understand is that it is it is a sales and marketing process from both sides. Yeah. The odds are normally fact, uh, stacked in favour of the employer, especially mm. the economic downturn. But it is really about marketing yourself and selling yourself to the employer as a candidate. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that is, is standing out and making their job easier in many respects because, 
yeah, as you say, there's, there's going to be an inundation of recruiters and hiring managers now that the rules around, uh, you know, the number of jobs you have to apply for are being yeah. tightened. So, mm-hmm. um, the other thing I've, I've come to realise is it's a risk minimisation process from the point of view, well, from, from both sides, I guess. Um, but, you know, you would have seen the outcomes when an organisation hires the wrong person. We've all been in contact with those people who should never have been appointed. Yes. <laughs> a lot. <And> apart, from, <laughs> apart, from, apart from when there's sort of um, dodgy stuff going on like nepotism or whatever, I mean, even with legitimate processes that, that somehow something slips through, um, yeah, well, the, the, the recent case of the Vice-Chancellor of the University of Adelaide is a, a classic case there, isn't it? The, the board yeah. didn't, um, didn't do their homework. So no. the risk minimisation process, even no matter what type of job it is, because the costs of recruiting and retraining and, and, you know, the morale that's lost in the rest of the team while you're getting someone up to speed is, um, is costly. It is. Yeah, and particularly if it is the wrong person, that that flow-on effect, um, particularly if someone else in the team was um, overlooked for that role, someone external in and that was wrong. I mean, yeah, it it can go horribly wrong in so many ways. You're absolutely right. And so, you know, my insights from being on the hiring side of the table, I'm not sure if you agree with me, but, um, you know, have, have made me more acutely aware as a job applicant of putting myself in the hiring manager's shoes and in everything I communicate, make it easier, you know, make it, sell, sell myself to them and make it easy for them to shortlist me because they can see that I'm a low-risk proposition for their organisation in that role. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Putting yourself, you know, in someone else's shoes, in this case the hiring manager's shoes, um, you know, absolutely to think about how they're filtering out people or filtering in people. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, right down to the hiring manager, yeah, find out who they are, have a look at them on LinkedIn. You know, like you really have to put yourself in their shoes in so many ways, quite intimately. And again, in this job market, yeah, you really have to do that, that a lot of groundwork in that space. I agree hundred percent. Mm. Mm. Um, so yeah, moving on to tips, I guess, and, and that is a really great first tip to start with: understanding who who is making the decision, what their background is, what they're going to be interested in in um, candidates, mm-hmm. and um, and also thinking about your competition. So, who, what sort of other people will be putting their hat in the ring? And what sort of things will they be saying in their applications to convince? So it's a bit of a brainstorm session. Is is if it's a job you really want, you do have to invest that time in knowing who you're writing the cover letter to and, and who the CV is going to be seen by. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and, and, and not a one size fits all. <laughs> it's not a yeah. Um I've seen that where you're like, you've, you've applied for another job, haven't you? And you've just done a, you know, find and replace this organization's name, you know? So 
yeah, you, you can tell where there's a bit of a, yeah, it's not been personalised and, you know, you want that too. That's what you're looking for. An immediate turn off as a recruiter. Oh, absolutely. Just, absolutely. Just just thrashing them, them out. So anyone who clearly, um, yeah, reflects the organisation, shows a genuine mm-hmm. interest in the organisation. Yeah. Because that's part of the risk minimisation on the side of the the uh, the, ca- the hiring manager. If they yeah. think you actually really want to work for this organisation. Yeah. 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 That you, you know what's going on, whether they've just, you know, had a, a merger or, you know, some bad publicity or, you know, something's gone on in the public domain that you can refer to to show that you're keeping across what this organisation and industry is up to. Absolutely. Yep. The more you can be um, across what they're doing and, you know, and, you know, again, thinking in terms of that um, problem solution, you know, I envisage this role is here because you're trying to solve a particular problem. I mean, you may not use those words, but just thinking in terms of that way, like why are they recruiting someone? They obviously need to solve something. Um, so like speak to that in terms of what you're saying. You're a solutions provider. So, yeah, that is so that is so um such a great point. Yeah, problem mm. solution. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. That to the notes. Mm. Um and then the other thing to keep in mind with this C V is that your your first written application is really to get you in for an interview. It's not to get you the job straight away. They're not going to hire you on your, well, I mean, obviously. No, they're still going to want to meet with you, any job, even if it's, you know, check out cashier at the suit. They're still going to want to, you know, whatever level, whatever level of experience, they're going to want to to see you as a person. Um, So uh, it's, it's about getting through those filters and there's human filters and there's, Machine filters these days. There's more and more machine filters. Mm, isn't there? <laughs> oh, in some yeah. what we do, yes, but especially recruitment. And the more I read and listen to uh, recruiters talking, it's it's really COVID has fast tracked technology use in recruitment, just like it has everywhere else. So. And just on that point, so what do you feel like they're saying? You know, what would be the tip? in that area then so if you if you were like on a recruiter's page and you saw a job is it you know you know use as many of the words that they've used in their advertisement in your cover letter like so it triggers something like you know have you come across yeah so those same keywords that they're using in their ad make sure you put them in your letter or your cover letter or cv is that the idea exactly exactly yeah Um, And, um, yeah, because they will, that will be the document that is training the algorithm. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm. Uh, and the, Which, again, goes towards the don't just do your template letter and CV because you're actually probably not going to have those keywords. So, mm. yeah, you do have to put that work in. Absolutely. And on the flip side, don't overdo the keywords so it looks like you've stuffed the keywords in there <laughs> without it making sense. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny too. <laughs> like when you see websites where they're trying to get, you know, 
optimised on Google for their location. And then yeah. we're a Sydney graphic design studio based in Sydney, servicing clients all over Sydney. Yeah. All of your graphic design solutions in Sydney. Yeah. Are you in Sydney? <laughs> we're in Sydney. <laughs> we love Sydney. Visit us yeah. in our Sydney studio and we can talk about yeah. you about your Sydney. Sydney graphic design. And Sydney. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It can come across as heavy-handed very quickly. <laughs> um, and then focusing on what makes you unique in your CV, I guess, and your cover letter. Mm. Um, and this goes to, um, I guess, advice that I've given people over the years, even around choosing their university majors. Mm -hmm. So having had a marketing background, I often get asked about, you know, should I do a double major with marketing? And my advice is always yes, because there'll be, you know, thousands of people with marketing degrees. Yeah. I try and encourage people to choose something a little bit off the wall in terms of that second major if their program allows it. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, If so long as they're interested in it. Yeah. So, so you might choose archaeology, for example, and then maybe one day you'll end up as the marketing manager for a museum. Yeah, yeah. I, I think mean? that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, because it gives you that little sort of niche, little touch, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and it makes you different, and it makes You're you stand fine. out. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, you I like it. The, the hiring panel saying, "Is she the archaeology one?" You know, when they're trying yeah. to everyone. She, she's the one who did archaeology, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, like little shorthand. Yep. So if you can give people shorthand, yep. they'll probably, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because okay, they've got cool. 20 resumes in front of them with all these marketers or marketers. Yeah. Graduates. Yeah. Um, yeah. Provide them with the shorthand in your nickname for them. Yeah. yeah, really easily. Yeah, it's cool. I like that one, yeah. And then the other thing is in terms of your research of who's hiring you, if there's something in their background that you are aligned with or have experience in, even if it's a hobby, yeah, mention it. Yeah, so, so finding out something about the, the people that you'd be working with and who might be on your panel. Um, yeah. And it reminds me, when I went for one of my first jobs out of uni, not that I did this intentionally um, or with any knowledge of who was hiring me, but I, I guess I listed my the subjects I did at, um, or maybe it was in the interview I got asked, but anyway, I'd, I'd got to the interview stage and... Um, the guy who was hiring me um, asked me what subjects I'd done for my, you know, final school certificate. Oh, yeah. Uh, physics was one of them. And I found out later and I got the job. He was a high school physics teacher. Oh, yeah, right. Okay. And he just really rated people who studied physics. Now, yeah. you know, I'm sure I got the job for a lot of other reasons. But, again, that was just that one little bit of information that stuck with him. Um, Absolutely, yeah. So, yeah, you know, as I said, if if they look like they're into cycling and you're a cyclist too, you know, mention it. I don't normally tell people to put their hobbies 
you know, in their CV or anything. But if there's a way to weave that in. Yeah. I agree. Increase your visibility. Exactly. And, again, it's like, yeah, it's kind of easy to find out this information too, isn't it, really, this day and age? Um, You know, like through LinkedIn or Facebook or whatever else you can glean from it. Um, Yeah, who they are and, yeah, what other commonalities that you have um, are really important. Um, I remember like a gazillion years ago I got a job with the BBC in London and I was the only Australian that was interviewed and it turned out, and I didn't know this, that someone on the panel, his best friend was Australian and he was like, I love Australians. And, of course, I had – I was like, I'm an Australian. I ain't getting this job, so I'm going to pull out any quirky story I have. And a lot of it involved leading bulls around at shows and all sorts of – Quirky. Well, no, I stuck to – Riding kangaroos to school. Yeah, well, no, I kind of stuck to like, you know, I led a bull around an arena and I've done something with, you know, alpacas and like the quirky kind of I've been paid to do these things, put leg warmers on sheep, you know. They were like, sorry, what? (laughs) They were like, and in the end, I I got the job. I got the job. And finally someone said, we were like, that Australian chick, like who's done all those weird jobs, like she's going to fit in here because nothing's going to phase her. Like she's put leg warmers on sheep. Like, you know, like it was just when I thought the chips were down, I just went for it. So, yeah, yeah, all of those kind of, yeah, they were like, she'll be down with anything. Like she'll be able to cope. Like, so, yeah. a great example of just um, letting go of fear? Totally. It was. I was, because I was like, I ain't got a hope in hell. Mm. No expectations now. <laughs> it's gone. So, yeah, and, and, you know, surprise, surprise. They're like, oh, yeah, we want you to come and work here. I was like, whoa, okay. So that was cool. But, yeah, it was a good example. And I didn't know that about these people. Like, that's what we're talking about, trying to find out what you do know about yes, people. Yes, but yes. how those little, like you are saying about the physics teacher, how those little things where, you know, if you're too prim and proper and, you know, you don't want to be yourself, you be yourself. That's yep. what I would say to people. Be yourself. There's yeah. going to be something really interesting about you that's going to touch someone. So, um, yeah. And if there's not, then it wasn't meant to be. I always that's feel it's that. actually great. Yeah, I, I agree. Hired by anyone that doesn't want to hire me. That's right. <laughs> well, I mean, imagine going, going there. Good. Yeah, like they'd be like, "Oh God, here comes Fleur." <laughs> <laughs> oh, we hired Kim. Oh God, and I'd be like, "Oh, I've got to go to work." <laughs> you know, like it'd be just. Which brings me to my next point about enthusiasm and energy. Yeah. An applicant really showing that, I sort of mentioned it before, really showing that you're very keen for the sake of the organisation and for the sake of the boss you're keen. So I see a lot of um, CVs where they're enthusiastic, which is great, but it's all about what an opportunity this is for them in their career. Uh, Yeah, okay, yeah. Whereas, you know, I think going back to that problem-solution thing you talked about, Actually, yeah. in that home, you know, what would be his big or her big dramas at the moment? You know, she would yep. be battling that PR disaster. How can I demonstrate my enthusiasm for turning that situation around? Or, you know, the share price has been down for for months. You know, how can I, how can I somehow do my bit to, to make that, you know, work again? 
I don't yeah. know. You know, that's the that's sort of the enthusiasm, energy, willingness to learn, desire to succeed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, imagine being that manager and being like, oh my God, I can actually hand over some stuff to this person. Like yes. this is the this is the set of hands. This is the hands. I didn't even know I needed a set of hands, but these are the hands, you know, yeah. like yeah, give it to them. Yeah. Be like, ah, oh, thank God you've arrived. Yeah. So yeah, really get to know what you can do to support them. Yeah, exactly. The other thing I love uh, as a recruiter, and I've had great feedback on as a, a candidate over the years, is using data to back yeah. claims. So rather than just say, I'm great at customer service, saying I received a 4.4 out of 5 average across the four years that I ran the call centre at this organisation. You know, a number. Oh, that's good. No, that's not true. I yeah. Just, but, um, the, the, no, no, no. No, no yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, data. Yeah. People love it. Yeah. Because it's clear, it's obvious. It's, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, one of, one of the things that I'm particularly proud about in my career is that in my first job advising students uh, about a university I worked for and, and helping them make those um, course and career decisions, we tripled our enrolments in those four years. So that's, oh, wow. Yeah, that's a good statistic. That's pretty good. It was a low base. Tripled? It was, like, it was yeah. like a thousand full-time equivalent up to, um, yeah, like over 3,000 by the time I left. That's pretty good. Yeah. We sort of you see that I think in um, startup world, you know the X, three yeah. X, yeah. you know, like oh we're three X up, yeah. and it's yeah. like yeah three X up on one is three, but that's yeah. still three. <laughs> so yeah, but that's all good, you know. It, it is. I, I don't know. There's something that kind of looks professional about it too, doesn't it? You know, like it. You know, it also sort of. It also says, I know how to sell a story. Because when you're going to work for a company, you're probably going to have to sell a few stories for them, whether it's a proposal to get funding, to get a project over the line or whatever it may be, yeah. it actually does sell your skills as well mm. in doing that. So, yeah, absolutely. Proofread, proofread, proofread. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> haven't we? Oh, yeah. And things can go horribly wrong, can't they? Oh, Words that you don't want to miss out one of those letters because it can come out really wrong, you know. <laughs> oh, I've done not in a job application, but I've done that in a publication. Yeah, no, a reprint of a course's guide. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember years ago, I um, sorry, guys, I was working on like years ago, it was an expo in Hanover in Germany. And yep. I was sending out an update to a whole lot of people across different offices in Queensland about it. And it auto-corrected it to hangover. Oh. So the hangover expo went out across Queensland. Oh, fantastic. And, oh, in yeah, this it was great. It would have got total, it would have gone viral. Well, I probably got more responses than yeah. if I had just left it as hangover. <laughs> Let's just be honest. 
<laughs> everyone was coming back going, oh, there's going to be a hangover. That means there's going to be some drinking. Woo. Yeah. Like, and so I just got <laughs> huge response of people that seemed really interested. <laughs> but yeah, still a faux pas that I'm not that proud of. <laughs> yeah. 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 My favourite one was someone who had this headline on their CV for an admin job at one of the unis I was advertising for. Um, uh, you know, Kate Bloggs, enthusiastic administrator with excellent attention to detail, spelt D-E-T-I-A-L. Ah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It's, yeah. It's, it's a bit like I was telling you a story before we went online about someone doing some business training. Yep. And, you know, customer service was part of that. But their email to me and other people was possibly displaying the worst customer service I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. Know, it's the irony of, yeah, that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, the, the spell, and, and spelling these days is, I mean, spell check is, can be really bad, that intuitive spelling. But, you know, just go through it and just and put it aside and read it with fresh eyes as well because then you're going to pick up. Also, punctuation, that just drives me a bit mental oh. as well. But yeah, so <laughs> too many commas. Yeah. <laughs> or too, don't, don't keep the putting commas in. Stop it. Don't get yeah, me positive. started on the association yeah. for the abolition of the yeah. additional apostrophe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start that one day, aaaaa.org. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The additional, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, and, and what's the other? Sorry, I'm just going to go off track now. Um, I think the word that, people like to put that in a lot. And I was, I remember doing this because I did like, you know, writing and editing at university and our simple rule of thumb was a sentence with the word that in it. Can you take that word that out and the sentence still makes sense? Yes. Well, then get it out of there. Yeah. <laughs> simple as, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's overused word. I don't know why, but it is. Um, anyway, yep. Good tips, yes. yes. I'm going to move on to our uh, last um, point here now um, around the short and long-term gain of job hunting before we close out. Okay. Because okay, cool. you know, in the moment of being unemployed, you are very focused on yeah. the next job. But if we've got any listeners out there who are early in their career, I'd really encourage them to think about how they can play the long game as well in terms of their networking with people who have interviewed them along the way, you know, linking up with someone on LinkedIn after you, they've been on your interview panel. Thank you for your time. I know I wasn't successful on this occasion, but I really appreciated um, your time interviewing me. Um, keeping in touch with, if you're in touch with any recruitment agents. All that sort of community building in a professional sense can pay off in so many ways down the track. Yeah. Um, always, I guess, it's that whole idea of putting a deposit in the bank of goodwill that might, might, may or may not come back to you, but, you know, helping someone out. If, you, if you're interviewed by the statistics manager at a university and you happen to see a great statistics 
how-to or something, you know, that and once you well, not obviously not cold, cold sending this through, but you know, helping people with information that that can help them along the way, building that sense of of to and fro with someone. I, I think that's a really important part of of your job search and not burning any bridges as well. Absolutely. Yeah, don't burn bridges. Never burn bridges. That's my Sometimes you just have to suck it up because you just yep. don't know where that's going to bounce back at you. So and it's really uh, yeah. hard in your career because I think you, yeah. you know you haven't built that resilience and you maybe haven't got the maturity, and you you know your ego can sort of get in the way. But um, that's that's my sort of uh, yeah um, tip just to really play the long game as well as your short term objectives um, yeah. about what this is what this might mean for you in ten years time if you invest in just in small ways in your relationships, in your professional community uh, along the way. Yeah. And and sometimes you change roles, you know. So, like, I when I sort of my last job I did was sort of sponsorship partnership where, yeah, those networks are everything. So by maintaining good networks, um, you can reach out to them in a new capacity and go, well, hey, it's me. I'm doing this whole other thing now. And, you know, what would be the chances of me talking to someone there about whatever else? So, you know, you've already got an open door. So when you need a new network for a new kind of job, changing careers, yeah, you've got one established. I think it's really important too. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So just to sum up what we've talked about today, it's been about getting your CV in order. There's, uh, as I'm, as you know, I'm sort of working through the book, I'm thinking a lot about the the information overload and yeah. how much of this stuff, you know, there's not really anything that we've spoken about today that's not common sense. But yeah. what I'm trying to do with the podcast and the book is give people, I guess, practical sort of actionable insights that they can go away and, and turn into something good for themselves. So um, you can Google what you need to put in your resume and, you know, the top 10 mistakes you shouldn't make on your CV. But I think, you know, as we've covered, talking about the use of computers in culling the uh, the number of applicants, using those keywords, um, tailoring it to the job and the organisation, Focusing on what you, you know, have to offer that that's probably unique. Uh, showing your energy and enthusiasm. Using data to back up your claims, uh, and and proofreading. They're the really the top tips for for the sort of the short term um, job hunt. And we'll go into more detail. We'll talk. I think we'll do an episode on the cover letter and personal statement, and uh, and then some interview advice. Yeah, that'd be good. I think that sounds good and really tropical and now and helpful and, yeah, yeah, to sort of step through that whole process. Yeah, and I've um, actually created a, um, a free CV cheat sheet on our website. So if our listeners want to go there and download that, it's um, our website careeraftercovid.com slash CV tips. Uh, and you can, uh, you can download that and it, it gives you some of these, what we've talked about today, but some other advice as well and the book's also available on the website for pre-sale ten dollars off at pre-sale it'll be out in november and brilliant. Uh, subscribe rate and review our podcast please so we can get ourselves out to more listeners and hopefully help them and yeah. we'll 
all the socials as well. So do you have anything to add, Kim? No, I, I just think it's um, timely. Um, it, is a, it, is a hard, it is a hard slog and I think one of the other things that, we you know, we can talk about is that, yeah, maintaining that enthusiasm because there is a lot of work going into job applications at the moment when you know there's potentially, you know, hundreds of other people applying as well. So it's about you know, yeah, setting yourself out, you know, um, wood for the tree, wood from the trees kind of thing. Um, yeah. and also maintaining some positivity and enthusiasm and, you know, thinking good thoughts, you know, like just go, yep, I'm in it to win it. You got to yeah. be in it to win it. So you got to go for it. Got to yeah. go for it. Yeah, and if absolutely. anyone wants to get on our Facebook group or LinkedIn groups, career rock stars, they're called, you can, uh, Tell us about your job search so far. We'd be happy to uh, to chat back with you and uh, and uh, try and you know give you some some tips and and words of support to go through the process. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, like some you know good um yeah good good backup support. I think is always important. Absolutely, sounds good. Awesome. Excellent. All right, thanks for your time, Kim. Have a great week, and uh, we'll speak again next week. I will you too. Okay. Ciao. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Career After COVID podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes and check out more tips and ideas at careeraftercovid.com.